and welcome back to the HBO Boys talking about Succession. It's your boy, Ryan, that's me, and Justin's here also. Hello. And we're talking about Succession uh, Season 4, Episode 2, entitled Rehearsal, I believe, uh, based on the fact that Connor has a rehearsal for, you know, his wedding. Uh, It's going poorly, but still, it is happening. I got really good vibes, honestly, from that uh, the rehearsal dinner for their wedding. I thought it was uh, super chill. Yeah, uh, not not very dramatic or anything. Just like a really, really, really boilerplate rehearsal dinner. Yeah, nobody was taking stock of exactly who was going to be there because they're embroiled in a gut wrenching fight with their entire family. All the while, Connor is having an emotional breakdown because Willa definitely doesn't love him. He knows that for sure, but at the same time, she's sticking around nonetheless. But he's still, you know, alone at his rehearsal and uh, yearning to go to karaoke with his siblings, all of which are like busy. (laughs) They're in their heads at the moment and not ready to just belt out some Elton John. They go nonetheless. They actually it feels like they took pity on Connor. Yeah, the, the something the show does like super, super good. Obviously, it's very dramatic. It wins best drama, so on and so forth. But the sure. the comedy in this show is like I, I I don't even know what to what to compare it to because of how it's it's just more balanced. It's very marvely, haha, you know, nudge nudge, wink wink, very very funny, and then serious, and then funny and serious, but the the levels are almost equal to where you're laughing and then like it's only 10 to 15 minutes later you're just in your chair just like oh my god yeah it's a i mean there was a lot of i would call it positive cringe at the end of this episode (laughs) just moments where you're uncomfortable uh and because they were purposely doing that but you're right the characters themselves while they're acting like buffoons are naturally funny uh, Greg specifically more so uh, than the rest of the cast. Oh, Tom is up there as well. And the others get one-off lines. Roman, obviously, who is saying just straight up jokes most of the time, uh, whether or not they're landing with their family. His family is up for debate. But we start this episode with... Shiv getting a call that she's trying to get a divorce attorney, but Tom with the, uh, you know, sage wisdom of Logan has called all the available divorce attorneys and paid them all. So she has no one to go to, which is very funny. Yeah. And even you obviously know in that moment that it's it's probably a Logan thing, but it's just one of those. It's it's a good isolator uh, showing for her because that's just she is up Shit's Creek without a paddle. <laughs> Right. She gives credit to Tom initially, but then it becomes clear that it actually it's a Logan play. It was just a bit uh, too sadistic for Tom to do without a, a nudge in the evil direction. Uh, and this is all while they're watching PGN and thinking to themselves, boy, I don't think we know what we actually bought. We just did this to be vindictive. We shouldn't make emotional decisions anymore. Oh, wait, Tom took all the uh, lawyers for my divorce as per Logan I will continue to make emotional decisions forever uh, did you recommend to not make emotional decisions because um, I want to burn the whole city so that's right. how I feel yeah let's burn it all down 
And uh, you know what? That's not an emotional decision. That that's good. It's progress. Fire brings par- progress. I tell you that right now. Chicago wouldn't have been the same with London. <laughs> you just start uh, trying to t- tell people that what you're burning down a city is actually a good thing. Have you heard of the Industrial Revolution? It could not have been done without fire. Okay, so fire was a huge part. Sort of a hundred percent of it. <laughs> this all goes into. The main part of the episode for Logan, where he is now just sort of around the office. It's like a a, a boss who's not there very often, especially at these, these very large companies. There's a whole group of people, a, a large population of a workforce who sometimes doesn't meet the CEO except from like afar giving a speech that nobody really cares about, but everybody has to listen to. This is Logan over people's shoulders. Greg describes him as Jaws, if Jaws was, you know, in this office right now and wearing sunglasses. And the, the quote from... Greg, that is is perfect. And this, this is Jaws, or uh, if this was Jaws, but everyone worked for Jaws. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just watching it happen. And then Tom sprints out of a taxi cab and comes back to be able to be there while Logan is doing his thing. This is obviously going to be like he gives a rousing speech, but I don't think anybody who knows him, especially his employees, think that him being there more often is going to be a positive thing. Although it might not be for long because we are now only two days away from this Gojo deal that's supposed to happen. Uh, Logan wants to happen. So do the siblings. Everybody wants it to happen, except for not really, because if it didn't happen, uh, that would be negative for the other party. It's very complicated. Yeah, there. It's. I, I do appreciate what they're trying to set up here because it's it's different from all the other seasons because it's kind of almost like a what it's like a no sum game or something like that. We're like, no one is really gonna win a whole bunch out of this. I don't think, and I no. think they're all just gonna like basically fuck each other to death (laughs) yeah it reminds me of keanu reeves talking about the john wick series where he's like do you think john wick's gonna be alive at the end that's (laughs) dumb (laughs) just watch the movies closer it he's almost gotten shot a lot of times it feels as though (laughs) if you think he's gonna survive uh i recommend watching the first three movies again (laughs) yeah the amount of shooting is just it's above average so have you been shot do you know? Do you know what that is like? Not personally. I will tell you though. Today I was hit in the head at full speed with a frisbee, and then after it bounced off my noggin, it went into the chains. No, I don't believe you. Uh, it happened, and I was in terrible amounts of pain. Everybody thought it was very cool until they saw my face. At which point they were like, "Oh, Ryan didn't think that was cool. <laughs> it hurt so much." <laughs> There had to have been a little moment there once you heard the the clink of the chain. Where no, you no, were just I like, saw oh. it go in, which made it complicated for me as well, because yes, that's very cool. But I'm in an amount of pain and I've lost a number of brain cells, all of which I cannot afford. And so like, but after a minute or two, I was like, okay, it can be funny to me now. But I, t- I tell you, those two minutes was not funny to me at all. I was very angry. Not my best two minutes. No, I wish I could. No, I don't wish I could take those back. How dare you? Don't throw it at me when I'm in the way. That's uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm getting verklempt. So we have like a B storyline this episode as well, where Logan's assistant slash girlfriend has entered a video and she wants to be an anchor. And Logan has made it very clear to everybody around him that he doesn't want that to happen, but he also doesn't want that to be tied back to him at all. 
Tom then is the one who is uh, tasked to do so, but he once again pawns the uh, job off on Greg. Everyone wants to, (laughs) doesn't want to actually tell her the truth, especially Logan and now especially Tom. And Greg has a one-on-one scene where he has to tell Carrie that she is bad and is not going to get the job. And she immediately is like, this is Logan, right? Yeah, the uh, the portion too where he's like, yeah, no, 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 like the focus group, everything, you know, it, it got super good reviews. Everyone said you were great, but uh, it was it, it was about the arms. There's not TV arms. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you even talking? Like, Greg, uh, Greg is just easily head and shoulders the best character this entire yes. show. I thought this was kind of going to be like a Michael Scott moment. Uh, negotiating for the Michael Scott Paper Company uh, with David Wallace, where like there was one time every season in the office where they were like, we have to make it so that people think that Michael Scott, while being an idiot, is actually good at this job. And that was one of the moments they chose where he actually was good at negotiating all of a sudden. Uh, I thought that was going to be this kind of moment for Greg where when he's given an opportunity to sort of be a uh an authoritative figure uh he would maybe like cue down the awkward it would uh it would perhaps show his a lot of people think that he's the one who's going to win in the end i think that's just uh they want him to it and this would have been a moment where he could have had more uh evidence to support that fact but it 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 did not happen because he was still very weird and it failed miserably i think uh and i am part of that party as well because that would just be the that would be a funny ending i don't think it would necessarily be appropriate but it he just clearly just doesn't have a single serious i don't even i guess mature assertive bone in his entire body so for him to be given that task is like that's almost a reflection on Tom at this point. <laughs> it, oh, well, of course, it's a reflection on Tom's cowardice, but also Logan's cowardice. Like these these men who are uh, or want to be kings of the world and rule over it with an iron fist are uh, afraid to tell a girlfriend that, that she's bad. Like it's it's just indicative of uh that like that's how more complicated relationships are than running a multi-million dollar business. <laughs> like, how do we not hurt her feelings? Yeah, no, I can listen. I'll run a multi-million dollar business. I will backstab my family to death over the course of years to make more money and get the best deal possible. But oh no, 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 I can't tell her no. That's no, I, I don't okay, want no, to. Actually, not, not that Greg, it would Greg? probably go bad, and I don't, I don't want it to happen. <laughs> All at the same time as this, Sandy uh, and Co. just like driving around in a uh, in a black Lincoln is trying to track down the siblings to talk them into tanking the sale because they want uh, Logan to push Matson for more money. And this has been an idea that the siblings have been kind of universally up to this point not into because. They need their windfall money and they don't want to push Matson. And also, by the way, Kendall has gotten a phone call from Matson in this episode where he very specifically said, like, don't don't fuck me I, in, in a very calm way. Do not fuck me. And uh, Kendall was like, no, 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 no. Oh, no, it's it's fine. Although at the same exact time, there's another party on the street talking to newly vindictive people, specifically Shiv into doing so yeah and the the power move too uh was the was the facetime thing too because like that's just such like a 
I don't even know how to describe that because I'm just like such a text person in general. But if like someone FaceTimed me to make sure I wasn't doing something, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, for 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 sure. <laughs> it is completely a power move. The call is the step up power move from the text. And to jump to his FaceTime is inconceivable. Just you're 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 unwell. I, people who just do that, I don't understand, but I get it in that moment to, he just says, I just like to look people in the eyes when I'm telling them not to mess with me. And Kendall's like, totally, I'm in an alleyway. I am uh, in the stairwell to a subway system and I just shit my pants. So I'm going to have to go now. Thank you for the call. We won't fuck you. Promise you. Uh, love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> This all kind of leads to the siblings, like I said at the beginning, following Connor to a karaoke bar, and they're sort of thinking about all of it. They have a lot to think about at this moment. They're being attacked from all sides, and multiple parties are trying to insert their interests into their decisions, and at the same time, they just bought a company for $10 billion that they immediately don't like. And are, they feel like it sort of, it hasn't even gone through yet because they need their windfall money again. But, I mean, Romulus was not in on it from the beginning. And they watched about five minutes of it and were like, ugh, this is not what we thought it was going to be. But none of that is as interesting as you put all of these people in a karaoke room. And then Logan shows up, which, by the way, if FaceTiming is like two steps up from text messaging, just showing up is the moon. Yeah, that's again, it's it's the comparison or the note that I had made earlier about how they kind of just transition back and forth between haha, funny, you're laughing, you're being entertained, you're having a good time to like. I, nothing in the world exists right now besides the conversation these people are having in the karaoke room at a karaoke club like that it it's I, I almost can't even describe it unfortunately <laughs> like just the amount of sitting back in my seat laughing to like elbows to knees just like leaning in watching and listening to every word and hanging off every word that they're saying that meeting goes poorly right because neither side is willing to budge all that much they just kind of hope the other side agrees all of a sudden. Uh, and it ends with Logan storming out saying, you are not serious figures. I love you, but you are not serious people. A sentiment Which, that he has said multiple times. Oh, wow. Just, I don't, it, it's the delivery of that. And I mean, you put that directly after, you know, and I don't think he was being totally heartfelt. I don't know if you agree with that with his sorries before I that, think he but. was no, I think he was telling the truth. I think he does love them. He's just wholly disappointed in them at all times. Both can be true. And the the, the almost I almost feel sad for him now because it at this oh, point yeah. it seems like he's just trying to get this over with so that they can both kind of exist on separate planes and and ride off and the fighting doesn't need to happen anymore and that they can again go on summer vacay together or whatever but like it's just it, the 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 retribution that the kids are looking for he's just like oh what have i what have i created like this is this is terrible yeah i've created a a, a horde of people who number 1 do not like me and number 2 want me to fail so that's fun. I'm going to burn them to the ground. 
We then get a sequence where everyone goes home, sort of a grounding moment in this episode. Shiv goes home looking at Tom's number on her phone. Kendall goes home. He's smiling to himself. Uh, it seems as though the call with Matson has not shook him. Uh, and he's just still on the path for what is the winning line? That's what I have to do. Connor goes home and finds Willa already there in bed, and he embraces her on the night before their wedding. And Roman doesn't go home, and I'll get to him in a moment. But with Shiv and Kendall alone, and then Connor, sort of always the odd one out, the one that people laugh at, the one that the siblings don't take seriously the way Logan doesn't take them seriously, he goes home to a person. Now, granted, he, he is paying her to be there, so it's not all uh, flowers and lollipops. To touch of a caveat, just a little, just a small caveat. But he's not alone. True. You got to give him that. The line, uh, I, I hope I can remember it correctly, but when he was leaving, everyone was leaving the karaoke bar and he basically described his like mental deficiency of like not accepting or receiving love and that made being his superpower. I was literally mm-hmm. just like, oh my God, dude. It was Please. a great line. I think it was <sighs> the best line, the best scene for the character uh, up until this point because yes, that line, uh, I was like, oh, you're wow you're broken that's crazy like like even so you see you know kendall and all the kids they're broken they're you know vindictive they just want nothing more than just to tear everything to the ground and watch it burn and connor has always been that kind of like hippie type that's just kind of on the outside like oh i don't really care it's just what it is you guys should love dad it's fine and for him to have like a moment to finally be like listen like i know you guys think i'm like on the outside and don't understand what you're going through but like i am destroyed mentally <laughs> there, is, yeah. there is no hope for me and they're like okie doke sounds good and then sounds the good see you later like i said earlier roman doesn't go home though he goes to logan's uh he's drawn back by a desperate desire to save his relationship with his father we talked about before this that it was pretty straightforward that he was going to be the first one to jump ship he said multiple times that buying pgn from pierce was a bad decision he doesn't want to be on the losing side and he has seen evidence that you know one side of this argument one side of this family is acting emotionally and the other one is making logical and knife-like decisions and it's always been logan and he always has respected logan for that even you know as logan hits him in the face and calls him a moron This scene was difficult, though, because Logan honeypots him. Yeah. (laughs) Roman says, you really want me at ATN? No. And and Logan says, more Romulus, I need you. Like, it's just an obvious honeypot. He's being conned, and he doesn't care. That's the thing I, I was thinking mostly, like... How much does he know he's being conned, and how... Is it just... Because the version of it where he knows but doesn't care is sad. The version of it where he doesn't know and he is falling for this is even sadder. I think it's the even sadder portion of it uh, based off of the reaction that he gets. Because the... And uh, it's such a small little stupid thing to point out and see. But the way he was able to like his facial acting when he he pulls like his hairline back and relaxes his whole face after he says i need you 
like just leave that it's a hundred percent the latter. He is just completely falling for it over and over and over again. Because again, it's uh, going back to Connor's statement. It's just, they're, they're all just completely emotionally and mentally broken people in the world. And the only thing, especially for the three siblings out, not, uh, without Connor in that, cause he was the one who said it. So they're yeah. all just like clambering at daddy's feet, just going, love me, love me, love me. So this is like a, it, it was, back to back to that scene and i can't help but think it's definitely that he's he's falling for it 100 percent. and with that we reach the end of the episode the main complaint that we talked about prior to this and i think the main complaint from last season's uh just from critics generally was that not enough happened and i think that can't be said about this show anymore so much is happening uh connor is about to get married like what's that wedding gonna be like i can't wait till the episode that's just that wedding logan <laughs> is headed to europe to meet with matson kendall and shiv are ready to kill the deal completely because they've been talked into doing so by somebody on the street and uh, they're also about to buy pierce tom and shiv are completely at war with each other the gloves are off and roman is slipping back into the warm embrace of his father at the same time as that the carry storyline is in the background that's i think the you know if you're there's a lot of a storylines sort of uh piled on top of each other you can call carry the b storyline and then greg is also just there being greg he <laughs> he doesn't really have any direction at this moment uh he's just he's been used as a, a comic relief a foil for uh these first two episodes but with so much going on, that's forgivable in my eyes because he's just a moment of levity. Every episode that reminds you that this show, as you said previously, is as funny as it is dramatic. And it is those two things happening simultaneously that I, I think make me still believe that this is the best show on television. And it's not the best show by far. There are a lot of good shows happening right now that are on right now i mean uh, nobody is watching perry mason but it's so so good do you think that nobody's watching it because it's so good no nobody's watching <laughs> it because hbo put it on mondays right and because they because they don't decided, believe in it yeah exactly it's like they they have this other fleet they had the last of us they had secession you know known ips known of their own ips being secession airing at the same time they're like oh wait yeah we do have that show what happened to Perry Mason was White Lotus. Oh, they true. both were happening at the same time, and one of them was successful-ish, and one of them was gigantic. So which one of those do you put on Sundays, and which one of those do you put on Mondays? Right. It, but I don't know. It, it has Now it sort of has like Breaking Bad in the first two seasons kind of vibes. I'm a person who doesn't like Breaking Bad as much as everybody uh, else is. Uh, really? Yeah, it's not the show for me. It just, I just, I could never get into it, but I could very much understand. Like I've watched scenes on YouTube. I know it's good. There are moments that are very, very good in that show. And I don't uh, disrespect people who say it's the best thing they've ever watched. But as you recall, the first two seasons of Breaking Bad were completely overshadowed by how good Mad Men was because Mad Men was winning an Emmy for drama every year. Right. So it was completely overshadowed. But at the same time, it was the it was like for the populace, 
for the, just the amount of people who aren't me, but for in general, it was the best show on TV still. And it just had to get there. Like it had to have a breaking moment where its audience all arrived at the same time, basically at the beginning of season three. I don't right. think Perry Mason's going to be that way. I, don't, I think HBO is tanking the show. But at the same time, if you haven't watched Perry Mason, you should. It's really, really good. And I think that Secession could also benefit the same way that Breaking Bad did, where I, th- I watched Breaking Bad as it was airing, and I thought it was I thought it was really, really, really good, and I was very invested, and I was enjoying it. But the thing I think that made Breaking Bad the like largest, biggest, quote unquote, best show critically, so on and so forth, is the fact that they they uh, again not to use the same exact term I said in the last episode, but they were able to land the plane. Like yeah, the, the, it didn't have the Game of Thrones season eight. It didn't have the lost effect where all of a sudden it just you know went off the rails and they just started throwing shit at the wall and went crazy. It 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 told its story. It had a really great runtime, really great length, and it concluded and it was just done. And I think that was like probably one of its stronger uh, points was that it just told the story, finished, and then after it is able to end itself well. You look back at the rest and you go, damn, that was actually a perfect show. (laughs) Yellow Jackets is not in a similar place. It's very different. It is the flagship show of Showtime, but it's now in its second season. It's also airing at this moment uh, during all of this, and it's also very, very good. Have you continued to watch Yellow Jackets? I have not seen any bit of Yellow Jackets. Okay. It is. It's great. Uh, and it's on like Perry Mason level of great. They're both so, so good. Ted Lasso for this season is, is still as good as it ever was. It's good in different ways to me. And this is all to say that those three shows while being great in their own ways are still not as good as succession. And, but uh, just as you just said, it's in this place where we don't know if it's landed the plane yet. But all evidence would suggest that it's going to. The karaoke sequence for me in this episode was, uh, I hope I hope this is going to be a point I look back on. But in the now, it felt like the moment where I where I'm keep, you know becoming more optimistic about the end of the season and the end of the series. And if they, like I said, if if they're if they conclude this in a fashion that's good or great. then it will be something I will go back and I will start peddling. You know what I mean? Like, because like like we had mentioned the Game of Thrones, uh, you know, syndrome in your in your brain. Now we're through four seasons, we're on the fourth season of the show. And it's at this point now where I'm waiting for the end so that I can actually like full blown recommend and say, you need to start watching this because I'm absolutely terrified that I'm going to watch the second episode of the fourth season, go, oh, my God, this is going to end so good and then start recommending it. And all of a sudden it just blows up. Yeah, and I look like an idiot. It is only it's a little different just because you got to season seven of Game of Thrones. And even if you were like me, who didn't think it was as bad as a lot of people thought it was, there were still moments where we were like, hmm, that's that's weird. My favorite TV show just did a weird thing that I'm not <laughs> sure if I liked or not. It was mostly unsettling yeah. during, uh, during the actual airing of the seasons where it was like uh, it was almost like watching a tornado roll into like say you're at like an outdoor restaurant or something and everyone's just kind of sitting there like is that a is that is that a bad thing that's gonna 
Oh, oh no. Oh, yes. no, this is going to be so terrible. That is oncoming. And you're just <laughs> describing a scene from Twister, which I'm always here for. You know what? It's my favorite movie of all time, right? So I, I, I don't, love I don't, oh, it's it's what it's on my Mount Rushmore of like uh comfort movies. They're making a Twister 2. I don't want to I don't I'm so uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm no I'm genuinely conflicted because I actually had this conversation with Kristen the other day where I was saying that either it's, you know, it, it's Twister isn't a movie that you can't reboot, recreate, make a sequel to, but also at the same time, it's like its legacy kind of lies in the balance of whether or not this sequel is going to be okay. Because yeah. you have people who are 20 or younger who don't know Twister at they all. They don't know why, it at all. Why would they? And they're going to watch Twister 2 and be like, wow, that movie was a pile of dog shit. Like, why <laughs> would I ever watch the first one that came out? a century ago <laughs> i hope they call it twister 2 the twistening <laughs> yeah the sisters uh, <laughs> it's bill paxton and helen hunt's kid uh, i assume she's gonna ride the tornado like pecos bill and tall tale if that's best case <laughs> scenario uh f- for me did you actually hear uh i think wb it was either leaked or they actually i'm not sure they are going to make a uh tv show Based on the Harry Potter books, and every season's going to be a book. That was the report. Yep, I did. I did see that, and I think uh, I think the Last of Us has opened the floodgates with this, and I hope that all you know. And I I don't mean to say like '90s, 2000s beloved IPs, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Uh, we already saw what happened with Rings of Power. I don't know what your thoughts on that are, but it wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the fear. I think The Last of Us instilled a lot of bullishness in uh, making movies and shows around these beloved IPs again. Uh, so I hope I hope they can do a good job with it. Again, it's just if Craig Mazin isn't directing and writing it, I think they should just reconsider and wait for him to be yeah. able to <laughs> wait so. for that guy. He <laughs> seems to know what he's doing. Uh, yeah, no, I I I look forward. To, I mean, I'm going to watch it. Right. I love Harry Potter stuff. Of course. Of course. I hope they don't change things. The difference between The Last of Us and Harry Potter is they're going to be making a TV show that is the same stories that the movies were just in a television show. And they will change some things for sure. There's just, there's nobody who is going to get that a job and be like, let's do it 100% like it. And which... I'm not even sure. I'm not sure what the right answer is. Anyway, my point is, I, the right I'm, answer is to not do it. Let's. Yeah, the right <laughs> answer is to not do that in the first place. Right. But I mean, talking about Succession's ending, the more I think about the endings of all the seasons, the more and more confidence I get. They are a show that is not afraid to take the big swing. We, I talked about this with James the entire time uh, Westworld season four was happening and Westworld season three, that the big swings had ended and it was just more convoluted than oh shit moments. And oh shit moments are w- what you are looking for, <laughs> in my opinion, when it comes to television these days. Yellow Jackets had one already this season. Perry Mason already had one this season. So did Ted Lasso. And by the way, so did Succession. In fact, I would say that it's had multiple moments like that and then many moments in every other scene that it has because it's just that good. But, you know, at the end of the first season, Kendall kills a kid. 
Yeah, I think the entire bread and butter of Secession is oh shit moments. And you compare that to other shows, like you said, The Yellow Jackets, Ted Lasso, that have oh shit moments. So I feel like what we're hopefully building towards is almost like maybe a, a, a sigh of oh shit at the end where it's not like, oh my, oh shit. It's more like, oh shit. Right. Like, I think so too. A hundred percent. It's going to be, oh God. Right. Like again, no happy endings. No one's coming out of this unscathed or maybe even alive. Um, yeah. Carrie uh, on, on a note here, Carrie is sus. Carrie is sus as hell. Uh, if we're talking the like backstabbing, literal stabbing of Logan Roy, my money is on her. 100%. Yeah, that is the rogue theory that someone's going to stab Logan Roy. Uh, um, the the one that was put up prior was that Marcio was going to do it. But you, I, you know what? I'm on board for your theory. It's my fan fiction now. It's my headcanon and I want it to happen. Because if you look at her, she just looks murderous, like a murdery person in in general <laughs> she looks murdery <laughs> she looks I mean, like she could do a good murder you've right? seen her pretty mur- murdery eyes murdery ear everything she's just got that twinkle in her eye you know the one that um, would indicate that she murders i would it wouldn't be very appropriate in the grand scheme of the show but i just think it would be so very funny if she does poison stab kill logan at some point and like in the act, she says it's because that, like, he did all that he could to make sure that she wasn't a news anchor or something like that. Because they would just be like, oh, come on. This is serious? A, uh, this is a murder show. Uh, like, right. that, the, Kendall didn't murder that kid. He was just high and ran into a lake. That's not murder. That's manslaughter. Well, no, it's murder. <laughs> it is murder. Uh, <laughs> but it, it wasn't purposeful. He wasn't doing it with malice. That would be with malice. That would be a whole different thing, which is why I don't want it to happen because I don't want this to be murder show. I want this to be the, oh no, kind of show. Like everyone loses type deal. Like like a government comes in and takes over everything and they lose their whole fortune type show. That would would be the most on brand ending. Yeah. And it just becomes Shit's Creek, which I'm I'm here for. (laughs) God damn you for that. Yeah, it's what that show's entire premise is. True, true. Next episode, by the way, entitled Connor's Wedding. So mm-hmm. we gon' get there. Uh, I would also assume that their mother will be there, which I'm sure everyone, especially Shiv, will uh, have awesome conversations with her uh, where they both not even veiled anymore hate each other because as you might recall uh their mother sold them out at the end of last episode with the help of uh tom and logan so uh, they're they weren't huge fans of their mother to begin with and now they have even more reason not to like her Uh, and i assume she'll be at connor's wedding if she's not that's also a thing yeah no she's got to be there i think uh this would be episode three of what nine do they do nine or ten a season i don't even remember they're gonna be doing 10 episodes this season okay so that's three of ten i can't think of another way or reason for the mother to exist in the season and she kind of has a plot line that needs to end so to speak so i think i think she'll, she has to be there yeah she but. has to be there at least one more time for shiv to say something mean to her at right the very least. <laughs> like we're not done with that drama yet <laughs> There are uh, two other 
names of episodes that are currently released, episode four and five, four being Honeymoon States. I don't know what that means. Mm. Assumably Connor's on his honeymoon and something else is, I, I don't know, uh, indicating that now that something is over and we're all in a place where we're supposed to be, supposed to be happy, uh, but sometimes you aren't. And uh, the fifth episode is called Kill List, which is aggressive. Uh, yeah, that's getting more uh, murder show vibey, huh? Little murder yeah. show. Little murder show, maybe. Who knows? Mm. The show's so good. I Roman, I think, is doing the most interesting, uh, has the most interesting arc to me uh, right now because it just feels so earned. Like, you see every step of the way why he's making this decision. Yes, it's sad, but he's talking sense for too long. Nobody is listening to him. And somebody, even if they pretend to listen to him, that's better than people taking his opinion and throwing it out the door because they're little babies who want to get what they want. So. Yeah, and, and for 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 Logan's remark about serious people, it Kendall and Shiv are kind of their own, like kind of like locked in personality types. They're locked in people. They know who they are and they do what they do on a regular basis pretty consistently. But Roman is, I, he, it's almost like, again, when we were talking about him kind of having the good idea and being the voice of reason in the room, being like an insane concept based off of the last three seasons seasons of the show it almost seems like he is the only one of them striving to be a serious person so is logan picking up on that is or is he just completely having brainwashing you know so he can make him do whatever he wants yeah i think it's that second book. one <laughs> i i would say my only complaint for this season so far is that it has been very light on kendall he does not seem, I mean, they focused in on him a lot last season. Uh, he was the main character, I would say, of season three with the most story arc. So perhaps they think to themselves, well, he got a lot of story. Now we have to spread it around. But at the moment, he nothing's really happened because Kendall is there specifically, which is disappointing because he's a... Uh, a terrible, terrible character that uh, I always go back and forth on rooting for, which is uh, interesting, if nothing else. So I do hope they give more to Kendall as we get further into these next eight episodes. Yeah, and I think from, looking back to um, one of the like other talking head reviewer type um, for the show had made a comment about each of the seasons kind of being based off of the children. So like season one kind of revolving a lot around of Kendall's doings and Kendall trying to take over and Kendall killing a boy high on meth and ketamine and sure. all this other Horse stuff. Horse tranquilizers. Horse tranquilizers, you name it. He's just there. Um, and then Shiv kind of having her go where Logan used her political prowess to do that. So um, maybe it is maybe it is Roman's time. Yeah, it does feel like the largest arc this season is going to be Roman. Uh, and that puts uh, Greg into even more of a side character than he normally is. Same thing with Tom, although he does have the tit for tat for, with Shiv, but it's it's locked up in a lot of Logan. And that's another thing. Like, you know, when people say, uh, who's the main character of The Simpsons? It's Homer. When right. people say, who? what's the main character of the uh, family guy? It's Peter. They're ensemble casts, but it, those are the main characters. And perhaps we don't give Logan enough credit 
for being the epicenter of the entire show, which he actually is. Just, it's hard for me to think of him as the main character because he's also billed as the antagonist the entire yeah, time. And it's hard uh, with those shows. That's a super good point. Uh, using Family Guy and The Simpsons to give this comparison to because, you know, people can say the main character of Family Guy is the whole family and each character is the main character and there's different episodes that focus on specific characters. But realistically, I think Peter is one of the ones that is in the most episodes and has the most airtime. Yeah, just Homer. more screen time. Right. And for for this sake, it, it is Logan, but he is painted as such like a villain that it's so I think it's 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 actually kind of cool to think about because it's like you've never seen any piece of media that usually gives so much airtime to the villain because they're the main character and you don't know it so that's a that's a good point I like that dude that was that's some good thoughts you got came out of your brain oh man thanks I really appreciate that anyway so good (laughs) uh so yeah, that's this episode. It was really good. I look forward to the next one. Uh, again, upcoming will be a Perry Mason podcast where I talk about the first season. Uh, Ted Lasso's comes out uh, Thursday night or Friday mornings. We're going to be recording that tomorrow as well after I watch it tonight. Excited for that. And, uh, you know, and this podcast, which is really fun. Uh, and if you want more from the HBO boys, We have a Patreon where we put up banter every week, and uh, our current patrons are Sunshine, James Has, Connor O'Dowd, Jamie Lochner, James Watch My Dong, Chris Wood, Brinkin, Craig, John Jurors, Major Woody, and Carol Andreas. Patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-I-Z. It's a dollar a month, and you get like an extra podcast. Seems like a pretty sweet deal. If you ask me, you'd be losing money if you didn't buy it. (laughs) Right. This it feels like deja vu. It feels like we've been here before. I've said that. I've never said times. that. Uh, never said that once in my life. So <laughs> it's, uh, just came fresh off the fresh off the noggin. Okay. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week for the wedding. It's Connor's wedding. Connor's wedding. I'm sure nothing bad will happen at all. Nothing. Not one indication of anything ever bad gonna happen. It's going to be a tire fire. <laughs> fire has been a main theme of this episode. It seems that uh, you're a bit of a pyromaniac there, guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I see a pile of tires. What are you going to not do? You just have to burn like, it. It's... Not light them on fire? <laughs> okay. So you're doing the Lord's work, right? Yeah. The, the Lord who everyone knows every time they saw a pile of tires lit them on fire. This outro is too long. Okay, bye.